Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I am so excited about our guest today. She is the coordinator for the Women's International Pinball Tournament, the largest ladies pinball tournament in the world. And she's also the head tournament director for that as well. And she's the event coordinator for Bells and Chimes New York City from Brooklyn, New York. Please help me welcome Kate Martin. Yay! Kate, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, We've chatted via, you know, Facebook Messenger, but this is the first time we've had an opportunity to chat. So thank you so much. And thank you for putting up with all uh, the technical difficulties on my end. I appreciate it. Kate, could you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Tell us about your journey in pinball, where you started and where you're at today. Hi, I'm Kate. I haven't been playing pinball that long, like about six years. But I worked at a bar that had four pinball machines and this kind of really annoying cocky guy would come in and play all the time and try to just talk about how cool pinball was. And I specifically remember being like, God, pinball's for losers. (laughs) I just needed to be better than him. So I started playing on a Paragon and a Lord of the Rings. And those were the two that got me. I was like, oh, wait, if you do certain things like other things happen. Like there are ways to get points better. This makes no sense to my brain. And then I just kept going and I don't do anything half-assed. So all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm just going to run all the women's pinball stuff. I'll just do everything. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as I started seeing guys, the way they would talk to me when I started playing, I was like, no, I, I want out of this. And then I heard about Bells and Chimes here, which was started in New York by Anna Walk and went to my first one. And I was like, this is, definitely what I want yeah but I'm the same way I was talking to my husband he's like yeah I didn't think you'd get all in (laughs) he's like he's you're like all in it now I'm like I know kind of like just you know you just get so excited and passionate about something you just sign up for everything like we're doing it all we're doing it all so six years ago I was like god who would play pinball it's so lame and like now I have four games in my apartment I don't have a kitchen table anymore because it is in my kitchen is a jackpot so <gasps> oh this was one of my favorites i'm so jelly oh that's one of my it's too high to make into a makeshift cutting board otherwise i would <laughs> paragon flat enough but too big for the kitchen so <laughs> oh my goodness it's too funny Oh my gosh. Well, awesome. Well, I'm again, so happy to have you on the show, Kate. Um, We'll jump into news. So there's not a ton of news going on. The first big thing, of course, uh, Jurassic Park is shipping. There's lots of unboxing videos. I cracked up seeing Greg Bone from straight down the middle dress up. His a uh, his attire uh, a la Sam Neill from the original Jurassic Park. But uh, have you played uh, Jurassic Park? Do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I got to play it at Replay a bunch. Um, I think it's great. I'm, like, slightly biased. I think Keith's games are fantastic. But uh, I'm going to go play one tonight in at a bar in Brooklyn because uh, the new code update came out yesterday, and I think it just, like, makes it... I, I mean, I'm excited to play any game with new code, so I'm excited to go learn really how to do it. Because at Replay, uh, I got to go in the night before it started and, like, help Cointaker set up. And mostly I just, you know, was like, I'll put all the cardboard in this cardboard box. You guys can set up the games. But 
I got to play a little bit, and then the rest of replay was just the lines to play it were so long. There was, like, no way. But it, I mean, everyone I know has been like, this is great. It's amazing. We got we got one on location, but life has been really crazy for me the last two weeks, and I just haven't gotten down there. So I am very excited. I'm going to go play it tomorrow. I was like, I already, I'm like, I am getting some games in on that dang machine. So I'm very excited. We're getting one at my bar. I bartend in Brooklyn. We're getting, we have four games now and we're getting rid of this like broken shuffle bowling game and we're getting a Jurassic Park for it. <laughs> and probably like next week. And I'm just like, I'm going to show up early to work the day afterwards and just like lock the door, me and the bar for two hours and just play pinball. Like that's, <laughs> that's the plan. I'm very excited about it. That sounds amazing. That's, I, Totally, I totally get that. And it's funny because, and, and I don't know, you know, you coordinate and do things. It's hard because I'm so busy doing, you know, running tournaments or running the league or doing other things that I don't get time in on the machines. So now I have to go off times. Like I'll show up on like a Thursday morning at 10 a.m. at the coffee shop. I, I'm just here to play. <laughs> <laughs> I get like whenever people at the bars are talking to me about pinball stuff, like people I don't know, they're like, oh, it's so like, do you have the high scores on all of these machines? And I'm just like, no, I, I work here. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> but uh, I do play on a, in the NYC Pinball League, which is like a team league, uh, which runs like kind of in the format of like a pool league or a dart league. There's way okay. kind of matches and home matches and stuff. Um, I do play out of the bar I work at. So like you'd think I would have some high scores up there, but all my teammates are just phenomenal pinball players. And I'm just like, thanks guys. I'll just, no problem. You can have all <laughs> of them. And I was thinking, I was, well, maybe she's going to get the high score on a few. But yeah, it's, um, I'm actually working, guys. <laughs> no, I totally get that. Uh, you get everybody's, oh, well, you play pinball all the time. You must have high scores. I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> just really busy. <laughs> the longer you play, the better you get, or at least the more aware of what you're doing wrong you become. But like, if you're good, you're just good. Like some people are just naturally they have that like reactionary time the understanding of like the the actual physics of it like i've been attempted to be taught to drop catch like seven times but i'm such a spaz that it just like <laughs> shoots the ball in the exact opposite place that you would like perhaps just flip it to instead so yeah some people just have the patience for the skill i do not matt carlson who is like a human sunbeam and also he is, if you saw him, anyone, if you saw him at Replay Bikes, he was the tall guy with the camera doing a documentary on Whipped. So thank you, Matt, for that. Uh, out of his complete own volition, which is also super cool that men are interested in women's football. Uh, but he always says that the drop cash is the second most important move in pinball. And the most important move is the dead bounce, like knowing when not to flip. And so that lesson, I try to keep to. I don't, but I try. No, I completely understand. And and it's something locally we want to do is where we kind of have uh, like, not necessarily, I don't want to call it pinball 101, but in a way where we're teaching people how to do those moves and learn those skills so they can become better players. So we're trying to figure out how we're going to do it. I got some advice from the folks in Chicago, one of their league coordinators contacted me and we were chit chatting about it. So I have some ideas, but you know, to learn all those skills, some of the guys in our leagues have them, but um, I want to be able to teach them to the bells as well. Cause a lot of our, our bells players are brand new to pinball. A yeah. couple of them have played, but a lot of them are just like, Hey, this seems fun. All right. We're going to teach you all this stuff. <laughs> we're doing a, a bells boot camp. Uh, oh, I like that. When to do it. Cause 
the problem with New York is that it's hard to get a location where everyone can be and not necessarily like feel like I don't want to sit there and be like waste 75 cents a game learning how to drop catch. So we're going to probably do it at my apartment because I can, you know, everything is set on free play. Um, it would be, I, I, people always say like, why don't you put your games on like 25 cents a game so you can like make money when you were friends over. And I'm just like, seriously, who would do that? Um, but uh, <laughs> it's like, it comes up more often than you think. But uh, yeah, I want to have like a Bell's barbecue and a little boot camp. And like Miriam Nadler is like, one of, if not the best woman player in New York, and she just has these like nudging skills that are, un- like I think she might be a witch. Like there's no way <laughs> that someone could get a ball to come back into a, the play field from an out lane like that that consistently. It is phenomenal. Uh, and like, you know, there are people that I know that are just really good drop catchers that I've just be like, could you just come over and show like. I would love to just be like, hello, this is this person who has this skill set that we should all learn. Let's do this while also eating, like, burgers and drinking, I don't know, sparkling hard seltzers and crappy beer or whatever you want. Like, hang out, good time. Also, if we could learn some stuff. And if not, we'll walk like a crappy movie. Like, I like to take the uh, intimidation out of football sometimes. So I think that would be really fun because I think a lot of, like, women don't want to walk up to people they don't know and be like how'd you do that because it's just like i don't ever walk up want to walk up to anyone i don't know because i don't really like new people <laughs> no i totally get it and i i wish that i had the space but i i want to do what you're doing is like like eventually to have people at my my place and you know have you know teach things on my machines and have more you know i don't i don't want to call it private because i'm like oh you guys can come over whatever but yeah. you know be able to kind of do stuff you know, a little more casually than be on location. But again, you know, future plans, future plans. Yeah. Also news, and I know, I don't know a lot about it, but I was intrigued to hear that Cosmic Carnival from Suncoast Pinball, they had been out for a while. They previewed them at TPF. Um, amazing artwork from Dirty Donnie. I mean, the artwork on them is amazing. But, you know, there was a lot of complaints and a lot of criticism that they took to heart and they went back and made some changes, but they've now limited the run to 100 machines. So I thought, uh, what does that mean for Suncoast? I'm always trying to, you know, I want to give love and support to people who are new and trying to, you know, I'll give more options in, in the pinball manufacturing scene. But it, I mean, 100 is, that's a small amount of games. I, I personally just don't, like, not to rag, but I don't think Cosmic Carnival looks great. Like, the artwork is fine, but the game itself, my boyfriend said it looked like Aerosmith with less stuff, which I like. <laughs> yeah. Our, I mean, I haven't played it, so maybe it's one of those things that, like, I own a Robocop, which is not exactly the most intriguing game of all time, but, like, I enjoy a simple playfield note. I have a TNA, like, same thing. So I just, I worry about with new manufacturers, these, like, Spooky did it right, in my opinion. Spooky was like, we're going to make one game at a time. We're going to make them until we have something else to make. We're going to cap if we can't, like, control our output. And, like, I think that they are the biggest competition, at least, like, in morale to Stern, because they're really consistently producing games that are different and they're producing them they're make they're not making 100 they're making 500 so i would i like to see you know suncoast do well i would like more options in the pinball world um i just 
think it looks kind of boring. I also think Black Knight is boring, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just a stickler. I kind of agree with you on Black Knight. I've gotten a chance to play the Pro and the um, LE as well. And while I do like the LE better because it does have the upper play field, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I, the toy is cool. The little, the flail, that that's yeah. kind of fun. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not the best pinball player in the world, but I don't suck. Um, but for me to blow up Black Knight on the second time I've ever played it, to me, was kind of, uh, I don't know about this. It's <laughs> like a game where the ball can end up on both flippers. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> fun. So, like, the only way to get the ball to the left is to just brick a shot and it ends up there. Yeah. To me, just like, oh, well, this would be super boring to play in split flipper. And I don't know, like, the theme doesn't, like, the, the first Black Knight's fine, the second Black Knight's fine, like, the, the theme to me doesn't, like, re- I remember Stern was like, there is nothing more associated with pinball than the Black Knight, and my friend Sunny texted me, and she was like, really? Nothing? Like, I'm pretty sure most people think of The Who, but okay, sure. The Black Knight. <laughs> You know, dozen games I can think of off the top of my head that, you know, would be more associated with pinball. And, and I agree. I, I It's an okay game. I wouldn't want to own it. And I just didn't see the need to revisit that theme a third time. Like, it was like, ah, you went back to the well one too many times for that one. I almost would have been, like, more satisfied if they had taken almost the exact play field of one of the other two and then just been like some, we're gonna cram some rules into this thing so like instead of it just being you know hit this do that well like put in mode put in rules put in a way like build it up like if we have the technology now with like i think it's called spike is like the system that stern uses right you can do that you have the room to expand on this so like that would be cool for this like all the shots were a little tight and it uh it just is kind of an inverted Game of Thrones layout. Like it's just a fan layout and I just I don't know. It does nothing for me. Yeah, no, no, no. I I've tried. I've tried to love it. I was like, I try. I because I, I really want I'm like, I'm gonna try to love it. And I'm just I don't. I just I'm like, mm. So that's why I was kind of excited to see Jurassic Park come out because I was like, all right, maybe this one I can love. This can be my stern game of twenty nineteen. Maybe this yeah. is it. <laughs> Deadpool was my last year. Uh like I just I love Deadpool. Iron Maiden, I want to love, but it's, we have, and like Keith will say this because he has played it, we have the worst condition Iron Maiden possibly in the world. It's been since, like, the flippers got rebuilt, we fixed this Mylar problem we had, but it was, like, it was leaning completely to the right. It was just so bad that at one point you couldn't hit the ramps. Like, oh, it wow. It hit the middle short ramp with the left flipper. If you like, were, it was just terrible. It was absolutely terrible. He played it. He was like, "This is embarrassing." So I didn't <laughs> get to learn Iron Maiden properly when it first came out. So like, Deadpool kind of won me over because I just like loved shooting it. Batman '66, like that game, I think is so great. Lyman codes anything, and like, I'm in. So, but yeah, Black Knight wasn't. I think it's gonna be Jurassic Park for me. Yeah, same here. I'm very excited about playing it tomorrow. But uh, but yeah, you know, Cosmic Carnival. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, I'm you know I'm not not sold on it yet. But you know I want to wish Suncoast the best on that one. Um, the other little piece of news. Also, by the way, before I get into that last piece, did you do that artwork for Jessica Kent? Miss um, Pinball yeah. Origins. That was adorable. Y'all, I'll post a pic of it. You're so talented. That was such a great drawing. I looked at it, I'm like, this is so adorable. So I just wanted to say that it was super cute. I had told her I would help her work on some like designs for Pinball Origin stories just because like 
I have a bit of free time right now. This is like a slow time of year for me. And like post whipped, everything calms down a little bit. And uh, I was doing that. I kept getting distracted. I just was like, well, she loves cats. So I just was like, what can I do with cats? And then eventually I was like, oh, it's her birthday. I'll just draw this thing. And I, I, I have the um, drawing skill set of like the annoying kid in middle school. Like I'm not good enough to be cocky about it, but it's like, oh, you can tell what I drew. I give you more credit for your skills on that. It's a great drawing. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is so adorable. And like the, the cat and like, ah, I loved it. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, y'all. It's super cute. But I had to give you some props on that because I was like, yeah. But the other piece of news I wanted to chat about was there's some rumblings. Um, you know, we talked a little bit um, the, on the Bells Worldwide page and other places in the interwebs and on social media about women breaking away from IFPA and forming their own group um, or own board. And I just kind of wanted to take, get your thoughts on it. You know, yay, nay, maybe, nah, I don't know. Um, I've just heard a lot of different things and, you know, I, I'm excited because, you know, I think people really want to get involved and are, are excited about it. But, you know, I'm interested to see how this comes about. But w what are your thoughts and feelings on it, Kate? I, like, I guess I'm more of a take over the system person rather than like a rebuild. Like, I just think our biggest problem with IFPA is that we are, we, like a lot of women, and I definitely feel in line with this don't feel like we're properly represented and properly taken care of as far as if is related. And I do get it in a point like the new dollar fee seemed to be like overwhelmingly rejected by women. I, I believe it was Julie Gray that said this yesterday. Like I, you know, I'm more for like, if we want it to be completely equal across the board, if events are a dollar per player, that's going to count for women's if events too. I'm fine with it. The dollar per player thing hasn't, truly affected leagues and like you know we collect league dues as is to get trophies made and make coin bags and pins and stuff like that so it it's not the worst thing in the world um but there's definitely like then what do they do with that dollar for us that was kind of the big issue and and i think that like starting our own system starting our own format i just i'm like i'm being very negative about it i just don't know if it's doable i don't know like if it will happen because it's like too many cooks no one can agree on what it actually should be like we the problem with like crowdsourcing is that everyone <laughs> can tell you exactly what they want and so there's always going to be people unhappy about it and i would rather just ifpa has a woman work for them that goes like no no you're not listening this is how it should be and if like you know i genuinely believe that if a woman worked, say, uh, because she's the most powerful lady in pinball, Elizabeth Cromwell worked for IFPA. If she was like, hey guys, in order for us to be in equal footing with the main ranking, we're going to introduce a dollar per player IFPA fee starting in 2020. Like, and if she had worded it in a way that was connecting to all women, asking their opinion, and just stating, hey, this is what we're going to do, but like, give me your feedback on ways that we can utilize this best. If it had come from a woman, a woman who also genuinely cares about women's pinball and women in pinball, I think the reception to it probably would have been like, oh man, really, we got to pay money, but wouldn't have been like just another time that like a man isn't listening to us saying, hey, that's not what women's pinball is. It might, like, is it too late to get in? I don't know. Like, I would love for it, but it just be like, 
here is a, a woman that will run the women's stuff and be our in-between so that, like, I have found that some people just don't, they hear you, but they're not listening. And so maybe they're just like, yeah, 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 I totally get what you're saying. And it's like, no, you don't, because you're still rolling out things without getting yeah. the proper input. So I, I would love it. I would love for women's things to turn more into, like, a state's, you know, have a top representative of each state as far as women's ranking goes. But then it, I can't remember who it was. It was just like, I live in this state, and there is no women's league because there are seven women that play pinball here. Or there aren't, and like I wouldn't have enough events to go to, and we don't have the locations to get to. Like, so I get it that it, it's not fair to box women out of just women's rankings. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to do. That's the problem with minutia that it's really dull. So. <laughs> yeah, no, and I and I I see your point. Like, there's part of me that's excited that you know so many women are interested in, in, you know, creating something new and, you know, doing their own thing at the same time. I'm very much a, you know, how, how do I put this? I'd rather it be done than perfect in, in, in the sense of, you know, this is already here. It's already in place. Let's just see how we can make this work for everyone. You know, why reinvent the wheel? So I, I see both sides, um, you know, and, and I threw it on the, on Facebook, you know, that, um, whatever happens, you know, I'd love to have like a, a ladies state of the union kind of thing on this, like where, you know, women see where we want to go and, and things like that. But again, there's so many voices. It, it's challenging to kind of make sure that everybody's heard. So that, that, that's been the challenge so far. I think like the biggest holdup is even if you go from just bells and chimes chapter to bells and chimes chapter, like the way I have not been, but I've heard from like friends who have gone to Belgium times in Portland, where it's like in Portland, Oregon, where it's just like, you know, super friendly. They teach lessons. They do things like there isn't a lot of competition, you know, and then like for us in New York, like it's incredibly friendly, but it's also incredibly competitive. And I have like, I know a lot of the bells from Chicago. I spent a lot of time in Chicago and like, there too, I feel like it's it's competitive but friendly, and so like you know, we've got all these different things. Like, what formats and what do we want from it? So like, even there, you get everyone being like, we agree that we want this, but what this is is so many different things, right? So I would, I mean, I would love it. Like, I would just love, to, like, the women that go to Vegas feel like it was worth the fight to get there. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Well. But one of the things I, I thought was really interesting when I, I, you know, was reading about you and getting to know you on Facebook and through social media is, um, you know, your involvement with WIT. And I just wanted to kind of ask you, how did that come about? Like, what made you kind of decide to take on that task of putting together the tournament as part of Replay FX? Um, where did that come from? Um, I had messaged Jessica Nardo one day and I'm like, I had this crazy dream that there was this pinball tournament and like the prize payout was $5,000 and like that other thing, whatever. And we had kind of chatted about it and we're like, we should do this one day, whatever. And then like, it fell apart. Like we didn't pick up for a while. And I was in a car with my boyfriend who is a very good pinball player. And I was like complaining about, Oh, you know, like I love watching really good pinball. Like I love watching a player just completely blow up a game and then watching another player do it in a different way. Like, I love that. But I'm so sick of these same, like, 10 guys winning all the money 
And then yeah. women are going, you know, they're spending more money than it, they win to get to these tournaments that are worthwhile. And it just like, you know, I was complaining about it. He just turned to me and he's like, so start a tournament. Like, in the most, like, duh way. And I was like, let's start a tournament. Like, that's a... And then I started talking to Bowen because he is the numbers person. And I was like, how do we do this? What do we need to do? Whatever. And at first we were like, do we do a multi-day tournament somewhere like somewhere like Chicago or like, cause it's central or do we try to do like one super whatever. And eventually he's like, you should pitch this to replay effects. And I was like, no way, they're not going to take this. Like, why would they do this? And he was like, you should do it. You should do it. So eventually I did. And Elizabeth was like, this is what we wanted. We don't have the brain space for this. If you're willing to do the, we will accommodate this tournament. If logistically it works out. And so months and months of like back and forth in emails, uh, it kind of all of a sudden was happening. And I was like, oh my God, like this is actually happening. And I love it. Like I'm bummed I can't compete because I think it is the largest Whopper payout for women. I'm pretty sure. And so that like really stifles my chances of ever qualifying. <laughs> but like, as long as it exists, I will run it. I love it. Uh, it's probably the most stressful thing I do. And it's truly my favorite thing that I do. I can't even imagine the amount of stress. I mean, you went up to 128 women this year. For next year, are there plans to make it even larger? Or, you know, do you have any kind of things that maybe you, you know, lessons learned from this year's WIT that you want to apply to next year? I, I learned a few lessons. One is make sure the microphone is working before we get on stage to do the stuff. <laughs> uh, we are under... I also completely lost my voice by Sunday. So I was like, I'll just yell, like, hey, can everyone hear me? And everyone's like, we don't know what you're saying. I'm like, okay, never mind. Like, uh, <laughs> we are under such time constraints on Sunday. Like, we have to be out of the convention center by five. And if you watch the whip finals, you notice that while Carrie was playing, the lights kind of went out and came back on. She told me she was like, I play in like bars. Like, I don't know. I didn't really notice it until I heard everyone going, like, what the hell? So. Fortunately, and Carrie's, I mean, like, so amazing. Like, she's so good that she's the kind of person that would just be like, whatever, the lights went off, I'm going to continue destroying F14. But uh, we have such a time constraint that, like, every minute delayed is a problem. And we started almost 40 minutes late. And, oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, the fact that we finished at, I think, 5.06 is, like, shocking to me but uh also like there were just game like somehow funhouse had gotten reset so it was like just everyone gets an extra ball every time they smile nice at the machine rudy was very <laughs> like it was on a super easy mode so like it was just playing so long we had to take it out after two rounds uh the same for i believe it was walking dead like, I walked by, and I can't remember who the woman was, my apologies, but, like, ball one had, like, 98 million, and, like, player two was just starting, and almost half the other rounds were finished, and I was like, cool, oh my god, okay, so we'll take this oh. one that, like, and it sucks, because I love DMDs, and I, like, particularly love Walking Dead, and I don't think you can make a game more tournament level than they are at Papa, but, uh, Stuff like that, like, would, would love to change. Because I, I ran, I think it was, like, 26,000 steps in the second half of Whip because the first half I was charging my phone. <laughs> and I <was> like, <laughs> would love to do slightly less 
walking around. But I, I want to grow. Uh, we're going to keep growing. If Pittsburgh grows, we'll grow. Like, that's kind of my rule, I think. Uh, eventually, like, I would love to do divisions, like the way Pittsburgh is, and trying to break the day down. Like, the whole goal of it for me was to be a mini Pittsburgh and, like, you know, maybe two rounds qualifying or two rounds seeding, three rounds qualifying or something like that. Or like, right. you know, blank qualify for a finals, blank qualify for B finals. I super like the cutthroat semis of 16 players and the winner of that group moves forward. I yeah. think it's great. I think it's high stakes. I like think it really puts the pressure on people. And when you have such a time constraint, I think it's like, that like very intense to watch but uh you know if we could get the place till nine i would completely expand the format uh but yeah yeah i know i uh i felt bad like because i didn't know why so i'm just watching it from you know on the stream and i'm like why are the lights going off i don't understand and and you know i saw later on after the episode had last week's episode had posted, Elizabeth had come on. Elizabeth Cromwell um, had come on and explained on social media, like, "Oh yeah, this is why." Da 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 da. I'm like, "Oh, okay," but I was like, I felt so bad for Carrie. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I want to to me, I want Whip to be as big and as important as Pinberg. Like, that's like, you know, my dream for you and, and for all women and that people go and women go and yeah, like, yeah, there's Pinberg, but I want to play in Whipped. Like, to me, that's like, Whipped is the tournament I'm here for, not just Pinberg. So. Fun little fact, but I can't remember who taught me this. The first ever Pinberg, the first event in Pittsburgh called Pinberg, I can't remember how many players it was, uh, was won by a woman, Ellen Frankel. She, oh, wow. So whenever someone's like, well, 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 women win Pinberg, technically, she may not have a banner because it might not be part of the official sanctioned replay effects Pinbergs. A woman has won Pinberg. I like that little fact. She beat uh, Augustine, if I remember correctly, her saying. So just hello, Ellen. You're awesome. Uh, Ellen, I might have to have you on the show. I love that little fact. Ah, love it. I met her at Pinberg either last year or two years ago, and she kicked my butt. And was like, yeah, I used to be really into pinball. And like, then I stopped playing for like, I think 10 years or something. And then I think she discovered her local like Bell chapter and then mm -hmm. got back into it. And I was like, what do you mean you stopped playing for 10 years? You just destroyed me. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just super lovely and nice. So congratulations on being the only woman Pinberg winner so far. Oh, I love that. Love that. Oh my goodness, that is awesome. So what do you, regards to Bell's um, NYC, how long has your chapter been around? And just um, what kind of events do you guys have up in New York? I just saw that video that Now This had done on you guys and it was fabulous. You guys look amazing. And I was posting it everywhere. I'm like, look, look guys, like it's legit. <laughs> like, it was filmed in my bar. So that's my tiny little dive bar. I love, I don't own it, but it, I love it. I've been there forever. Uh, it's called Buttermilk. We have five machines soon. Come play with us. Uh, the article was awesome. Like it just seemed important to highlight that there are women's leagues out there. And don't read the comments because some people are just trash. But uh, yeah, no, don't don't look at the comments. Well, this one guy just started trolling, and he was like, "My local Dave and Buster's has pinball, and no one seems to complain." And I was like. Dave and Buster's doesn't have pinball. Like six different people were like, Dave and Buster's doesn't have pinball. And he's like, 
Yes, it does. And I was like, no, only one does. It's in Austin, and they have a multi-morphic yes. game. And that's not pinball. And he just kept going on and on. And I literally went on Pinball Map and, like, posted the search results. And I was like, because it was like, you're just trying to prove me wrong, and you're mad that you can't. So I was like, here you go. You're wrong. Will you shut up now? And he replied. So I think I won. But uh, it's great to highlight that there are women's leagues, that there are places for women and, like, gender non-conforming, non-binary people to show up and just feel like, oh, this is a safe space for me, and I can be ultra-competitive, but I can make friends and not feel like someone's going to rag me for doing well. Yeah. And, like, I'm super proud that in our chapter we have straight women and queer women and gay women and bi women and trans women and non-binary and everybody, and it's like, to me, that's what it's about. Like, to show diversity is super important in a community that is predominantly like middle-aged white dudes. Yeah. No, I, it's something that I think is really important to show that there is diversity in pinball, not just, um, you know, gender diversity, but, you know, just all different types of diversity. And, you know, I, when I go to other events outside of, of my little neck of the woods, I, I forget sometimes I'm like, Oh, I forget. I, I'm the outlier, <laughs> you know, when I go, I go to do other events and, you know, everybody, you know, I've been very lucky so far um, that the, you know, harassment and, you know, street talking or whatever has been minimal. But, you know, I know that I'm the exception in that case, not the rule, because I, unfortunately, from women who travel and women who participate in their, um, open events have had not nice experiences and it, I feel that Bells is so important and I know we get a lot of static from, you know, guys like the, you know, Dave and Buster's dudes. And I, I'm waiting. I just, you know, I was talking about this yesterday. I'm like, nobody's called out my podcast yet. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for somebody to start with the heckling and the hate mail, but it hasn't happened yet. So I'm super excited. Well, oh, we- if it does, like, I will be one of the first, like, this is when that whole thing came out when IFPA was t- like posted an article about a women's football league and people just lost their minds and like, oh, if I started a men's only league, it would be discrimination. And it's like, yes, because you're not the protected gender. Like there are people that have like they have harder times achieving certain things in life because they are not white, because they are not male, because they are not straight, because they are not whatever the obstacle may be. And so like, just because you haven't experienced a problem doesn't mean the problem doesn't exist. Exactly. I live in New York city. A drought has never affected my crops. I however do believe that if rain doesn't happen, crops probably don't grow. It's not my personal struggle, but I understand that it is someone's struggle. Like that wall doesn't seem to be something that people can view. Like they just go, no, well that I don't, I've never harassed a woman. So obviously that never has happened before. Well, (laughs) Yeah, but it does like, There is just this thing of like, start a men's only league. Like we made the joke, call it dings and dongs. I'm gonna have <laughs> dings and dongs made up, and I absolutely want to do like a bells and chimes tournament to raise money for X. And I'm gonna make the shirts, and they will be a pinball joke to anyone who is an ally or is a woman. Like if you are in, if you are in for us. You can have a shirt, like, because make the league. If you make a men's only league and therefore someone goes, this is the league I want to play in. You have now provided me a list of people I don't want to play pinball with. It's great. Go for it. 
Have fun. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Oh, there's a list. Here you go. That's good. There's a <laughs> little checkbox. It's like Fantastic. if you go into your Facebook and you can see, like, you put in Nickelback and it's like, here are all of your friends that like Nickelback. And you're like, I should not be friends with these exact people. <laughs> like, you can know who, like, it would be just nice to, like, if you could cross-reference, like, I wish you could cross-reference someone by be like, are they a misogynist? Like, is that something they've liked on Facebook, misogyny? Great. Now I can tell <laughs> you aren't a person I need to waste my time on. Thank you. Ah, uh, that would be great. That would make life so much easier. I love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, Kate, where, um, what are some of the events you guys got going on for Bells in New York? Um, right, you guys, I saw the, the picture of the shirts and all the, the prizes and stuff. That that looked cool. I was I like, oh. Your Seawood shirt is getting, like, the most praise. I always give her love on the show, Regina Morales, who is our lady. She's at Hello Reg on Instagram. And we're going to put up a store on almacitypinball.com. Um, so people can buy the Sea Witch shirt, and that's just it should have, be up in the next week or two, um, because we had so many people love that shirt, and uh, you'll be able to get your own copy. It may be a little different, but um, but it'll still have the original artwork. It may not be the baseball shirt, but yeah, no, we got so much love on that Sea Witch shirt, and it was a uh, more of like we need swag, we need more swag, and our official league shirt uh, says Puro Pinball. Um, it's kind of a play on uh, for San Antonio. If you're San Antonio is just a very unique place, and whenever something like corny happens, or just we're like Puro San Anto or Puro SA. Um, so Regina and, and some other people were like, "You should have a Puro Pinball." I was like, "Oh, we should have Puro Pinball." So that's that, and we hope to have that shirt up and, and some other things as well. But uh, but no, thank you everybody for the you know awesome feedback on the shirt, and I'm glad. My thing is that we had extra shirts. And I'm like, I love the idea of that the Sea Witch shirts are living and running around New York. I was like, you know, it's the center of the world. It's like, they're, they're out. My babies are, are growing and thriving somewhere. We have a Belle who is from Texas, and she and Yay! I are on a pinball team together. And we have finished in the exact same spot at Pinburg twice. We have gone to tiebreakers for finals and Bells once or twice. And we always finish, like, the same. Like, we are just pinball twins. <laughs> and then, like, one season, I finished third in A, she finished third in B. Last season, she finished third in A, I finished third in B. Like, we just like to really keep it even across the board. Her name is Anna Frankel. Uh, she's from Texas, and I, like, she's itty-bitty. She is a teacup human, and I love her to pieces. And I was like, <laughs> I will make sure that you get one of these shirts. Because she was like, there's a Texas belt. I need it. Like, I need to have the shirt. And I was like, absolutely, 100%. So the small is going to Anna, but I have two more. No, no, I hey, Texas represent um, the Houston Bells chapter. They did, and I'll have to maybe see if they have any extras, but they did one, and it's this peach colored shirt, and it has um, an outline of Texas, and inside it says pinball y'all. And I'm like, this is the cutest, like, Texas pinball shirt ever. It's adorable. So I might have to get one for Anna then and ship it up there. You know, te Texas Lady Pinball got to represent sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's adorable. Side note to provide how, like, truly Texas and, like, if she is. Uh, she texted me one day because I work in a bar. We have TVs. We show, like, sports on occasion. We are not a sports player by any means. We show Jeopardy more than we show sports. Uh, <laughs> She was like, hey, do you know anywhere where I could watch this, like, football championship game? My, like, old school is in the finals. And I was like, oh, like, 
here, Alyssa Sports Bar, we'll play college football. And she was like, no, no, my high school. And I was like, you're watching it. You want to watch a televised <laughs> high school football game. For team one, she paid for cable for the year just so she could watch the game at home. And her high school won. And it was like, the I was like, you are so Texas. Like, I love this so much. You Like, you are all about high school football. It is so great. It was amazing. I mean, that that's the joke. It's the, the holy Texas trinity, Jesus football and barbecue. And when they say football, they don't mean college football. They mean high school football. And it's college. I'm like, I grew up here. And, you know, it's funny. I'm the Texas relative because my family is actually originally from Chicago in the Midwest. Um, but, you know, I totally understand, you know, Texas barbecue and Texas football. There's a, a sports obsession, but football is king. And when people, you know, ask where you went to school, they mean where you went to high school, not where you went to college. <laughs> it's just, it's a very Texas thing. It's super bizarre. When you're, you started with that story, I was like, it's going to be her high school. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's aw- I, I'm going to have to message her after this. I'm like, hey, Texas friend. So, oh my God. If you're ever in uh, New York, we'll have to have like a Texas pinball off. And oh yeah, no, I'm totally down for that. We'll have to go find like a Cactus Canyon and just like watch you guys <laughs> Oh my God, we'll have to make it extra Texas. That's so funny. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I'm sorry, we've totally gone off track. Sorry, yeah. all y'all got the, the, the Texas. It's uh, a lot of conversation. So, Kate, we're wrapping up the show. And at the end of the show, we have a segment called Inside the Pinball Studio. And it is an opportunity for our listeners to learn more about Kate Martin, the pinball player, and learn about your pinball mind. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> all right. Question number one What game do you love? Paragon. Excellent choice. Um, what is it that you love about Paragon? It defies the logic of modern pinball because you just want to hit those drop targets and it's the most dangerous shot. Like, it's great. It's huge. I like. I stole this joke from my boyfriend, but like, I'm going to be buried in my Paragon cabinet. Like, that <laughs> will be my casket. I love it. Uh, he's going to be buried in his frontier, so we'll, it'll be fine. Uh, so, sorry, <laughs> we're removing two solid states from the world. But uh, I love it. I love the beast layer is cruel and it really does teach you the finesse of like moving a ball around the pops and bouncing things off of the slings and like the double flippers are mean. It's so wide. Like I just, I love it. I love Paragon. I love that you could be the best pinball player in the world and you could have a terrible game on Paragon and you could be a bad pinball player and you could gorilla flip and you might just hit all those drops down. Like it's, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, no, that's a that's a favorite of mine. I, I just got to play that at the Space City Open last year, and I fell in love with it. I'm like, this game is amazing. Um, no, that's one of my favorites. So, ne- nice choice. What game do you hate? Oh, boy. What uh, game do I hate? Currently, I hate Royal Rumble. Not WrestleMania, <laughs> Royal Rumble. We have one at Buttermilk, and it we had it there years ago when I was still, like, fairly new to pinball and it was super fun and now it's like fine but i'm just sick of it uh and i really hate well because it's stupid yeah no no totally this game crusher it's fun enough i get it at logan arcade in chicago they replaced the flippers with lightning flippers and they replaced the ball with a power ball and it's a completely weird and different game um but i like the layout i just think the artwork is a misstep, if you will. It's dumb. It's really dumb. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. Question number three. What's your favorite pinball art? Uh, I mean, I, boy, I love Centaur. Uh, I love Adam's family. I don't know. I'm like a weird goth kid. I absolutely just love the Adam's family. I love everything about it. Yeah, no, Adam's Family is an excellent choice. I know it's an oldie but a goodie, and everybody's like, Adam's Family. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just I love it. I love it so much. It's one of my favorites. So, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. All right. Favorite pinball sound? This can either be music or a particular sound that, you know, comes from a particular machine. So my favorite pinball sound is the sound from Dragon, the old yeah, with the little rubber drops that go, Arr. And it's my favorite sound because I have, which you can see, but people listen can't see, this armadillo dog toy for my dog that makes the same noise. That's my favorite thing all the That's the best! <laughs> yeah. I've had this longer than I've been playing pinball, and the, I played a bank with Dragon, my first pinberg, and I kept hearing, and I was like, what is, why is someone playing with a dog toy? Like, it's, that is, yeah, that is, probably my favorite and then uh my favorite call out is lord of the rings when you hit the mystery shot it goes it's a mystery i don't know why but i that's <laughs> just like i like one of the first games i ever learned how to play on and i just love that little like thing okay this may be a given but i'm gonna ask it anyway what is your favorite pinball tournament festival or expo to play in or be a part of my favorite tournament to play in is pinberg i I love it. I, I love it. I, it truly is just, it, it reminds me of summer camp where it's like, everything is fun on a schedule. Like it's just really <laughs> great. Like I am a, I'm, you cannot see, but like my apartment is incredibly organized. I am a, like a person who really, truly loves your label maker. Uh, <gasps> oh, me too. <laughs> I like my label maker is labeled label maker, like as a joke, but also it suits me. Like it's, uh, Pinburg is so well run and it is like, I mean, try running a tournament with 10 people, let alone a thousand. Like it's just amazing. And you get to play all these different games and meet all these different people. And, and I think I come out of every Pinburg three times better than I was again. Uh, and I love running whipped, but I can't play in it, but it is my favorite thing that I do is run with and else, but whipped especially. No, I, I completely. I was like, I knew Whip was going to be in there somewhere. So, but uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I always, you know, hear about Pinburg, and I'm like, it is pinball summer camp. It is it is pinball summer camp for sure. Oh my goodness! All right, question number six. What is your Grail pin? Do you either own it, or is there a pin out there that you want to own more than anything? Um, I want to own a Twilight Zone more than anything. Twilight Zone is. I think it is the best game ever. I love it. It is just, I mean, it's the same as I love Adam's family. They are incredibly similar. Uh, it's just the kind of game that, like, when I really hit my stride as a pinball player, where I was like, playing all the time, learning rule sets, understanding that there were rule sets, truly. Like, there was a Twilight Zone at the bar that me and my best friend would just, like, bar was closed, lock the door. We would blast the Twilight Zone song by like, Golden Earrings. <laughs> and we play, and like I just I love it. I want a Twilight Zone so bad. No, that's an excellent choice. I I'm a huge fan of Twilight Zone. Question number seven: 
Who would you most like to play head-to-head? What pinball player? Is there somebody in the world that you love to play with or that you would like to play with that you haven't yet? Players I love to play with, like so many of my friends that I play with here are so good. Just so good that it's fun to play with them. But because pinball here is really a big like bar culture, because I can hold my liquor better, it's really fun to play them throughout the evening and watch me get better (laughs) as they get worse. Uh, But um, I think if I could play... You know, I've never played against Yasmin, and she's so good, and she's so sweet, and I end up spending a lot of time with her at Pinburg that I think I would love to, like, get my butt loved by her. I think that would be really fun. All right, and final question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that is not currently in production or has ever been created um, that you would like to have made real by a major pinball manufacturer. Uh, because I'm the most, like, millennial girl that's ever existed, uh... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Woohoo! Obviously. Uh, because everything about Buffy is, well, almost everything about Buffy is great. Uh, it is just, it's a theme that I feel like so many women in my age range, like give or take eight years, 10 years, just like Buffy was that thing where we're like, oh, a badass woman? Oh, cool. That's cool. Like, and she kills her boyfriend to save the world. Nice. Nice. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Buffy would be super great. I I think, you know, like, the Attaball could, like, somehow reference Dawn because she's not supposed to be there. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, or, like, Xander's eye that gets poked out by Caleb. Like, there's so many different things. Like, Glory's meltdown and, like, the, like, when Buffy, oh, my God, there's so much to do. Like, you, there, there are seven seasons of Buffy and, like, you could do so much with it. And, oh, I love it. Obviously, Harry Potter, but that will never, ever, ever happen. Yeah, Harry Potter is, you know, yeah, that would be amazing, but I don't see that happening. But I could see a Buffy happening. Buffy's been mentioned a couple of times on the show already, but yeah, I think Buffy should be made. I think that there's so much that you can do with it. And yeah, no, I mean, I was a huge fan of the show also. Watched all seven seasons. Um, I'm a total Buffy Buffy fan. Love it. So yeah, no, that's a great choice. Directly behind the screen I'm looking at with you on it is my, like, all seven seasons of Buffy, like, <laughs> on a shelf, which a friend of mine gave me because I kept borrowing them from him so much that he was like, oh, my God, just keep them. And now Netflix exists and it's fine. But so, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I know I have a couple of seasons if I go through my box of DVDs of Buffy. I don't have all of them, but I have a couple for sure. I like, I don't know where it is. Someone has just the DVD of the episodes with, once more with feeling, which is the musical episode, and then uh, I believe it's like Tabula Rasa is the one after where like everyone loses their memory, which are two of the greatest episodes ever. And someone has that DVD, and I'm like, I will find like like full on Taken style, like I will find you, and I will <laughs> down, and it's like, and it's been like three years since I lost it, and I'm so upset. <laughs> I was a huge fan of all the music. I still like have my little like Buffy playlist of all the music from the show and I I think in the the previous episode I said um, I told the story of how I wrote a fan letter to David Boreanaz which I am still embarrassed about to this day um, because it was he just was like a this dreamboat. he was a dreamboat but I w- wrote like a letter that I was like I sound like a total like nerd <laughs> I just went up and, and what do I get back but the signed photo from David Boreanaz <laughs> so, but uh but yeah no Buffy's getting a lot of votes I think you know, we're gonna. I'm putting a list. If you go to the Backbox Pinball Podcast 
dot fireside dot fm the actual web page for the show i'm putting together the lists so if pinball manufacturers if you're listening you're like wondering like hmm what are some good ideas that i could you know we could make into pinball machines um like buffy has like two or three votes guys <laughs> you know maybe you should make a buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> I, I got a few friends that stirred i'll send them a, i'll send them a <laughs> kate uh, thank you so much again for coming on the show and I really have loved getting to chat with you and, you know, getting to know you better and, and I hope that you'll come back on the show. I'd love to have you on, um, talk about whipped 2020 and, you know, chit chat about that. But, uh, for folks that want to play some pinball with the bells of New York city, uh, what's a great place for them to get information about you guys? Um, we have a Facebook page, which is bells and a N D percent chimes NYC. The same with our Instagram is at Bells and Chimes NYC. You can reach us at Bells and Chimes NYC at Gmail. Um, we are having our current season finals this coming Tuesday at Barcade in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. You are free to drop by to any Bells ever. Like if we have a meetup going on, if we have league that night, like show up, you can play. We will squeeze you in one way or another. We are always the more the merrier. We have a Bell named Mary, so that's actually pretty great. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. So again, Kate, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Next week, you guys, we are going to have Heather Smith, who is the co-owner of uh, Titan Pinball, who are the fabulous Titan rings that you guys hear about. Um, She co-owns it with her husband, Eric, and she's going to come on and talk about, you know, owning a business, a pinball business and just how she got into it and and some other fun pinball news. But we're excited to have Heather on the show as well. If you would like to be on the show or if you have a recommendation of somebody I should reach out to or if you just have a comment or witticism, criticism, whatever you like about the show, I am always here and available. You can reach me at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, um, I am also on Facebook and Instagram at Backbox Pinball Podcast. Thank you guys so much for your support of the show. And I hope you enjoyed this show. And again, Kate, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on. I will come back, I'm sure. Yay! All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on iTunes. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!